Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I'm Sandra, Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. It's six minutes now, past three o'clock and the first hard fact of today is 125. That's the number of new COVID cases confirmed over the weekend nationwide. Uh, 39 cases were in Lagos. The numbers are still dropping. I'm happy about that. Uh, It looks like the third wave is really done. But... Akia Bayomi, the health commissioner, is warning of a fourth wave in December. He says many Nigerians will come home from high-risk countries because of Christmas. So the concern is some of them will bring back other COVID variants. Basically, COVID will follow the uh, I just got backs and be telling us I just got back. So let's remain vigilant, eh? limit your movement, wear a mask when you go out, keep your distance from everyone as much as possible. I know how difficult it is, but just try, I beg. Eh? And wash your hands and sanitize it as frequently as possible and make sure you get vaccinated. That's how you keep yourself safe. It's like that example I gave you of my friend who had an accident on Third Mainland Bridge. And the only thing that uh, saved his life or one of the things that saved his life was that he was wearing his seatbelt even though he was at the back seat. Now, there are lots of people who get into accidents while wearing their seatbelts and they still die or they still get very injured. But you have a lot more people, a higher number of people who are saved because they're wearing that seatbelt. That's how COVID vaccines work. That's how vaccines work, period. Any vaccine at all, not just COVID. There are some vaccines you take and you still get the the disease, but you will be fine because you have been vaccinated. So go and get vaccinated. If if you've not gotten your first jab, make an appointment on the website of NPHCDA and go and get vaccinated. If you've gotten your first shot, get your second one so that you are equally and uh, Uh, What's the word I'm looking for now? You are completely protected. We've got a third hard fact of the day. Seven days before the four-man panel uh, must submit its white paper on the NSAS panel report to the Lagos state government. All of Lagos is waiting for the government's next move. Well, it's a week from today. Thank you for making hard facts. The number one current affairs show in Lagos. Tuning in every day. I have a great show for you, starting with the big weekend. Let's talk about the Lagos State Police Command crushing impounded motorcycles. Then let's talk about the NSA, one of the NSA's uh, panel members saying that his life is in danger. 
Let's also talk about the Oyimbo market closure and reopening. Our newsroom has a small report for you on that. At four o'clock, it's I beg to differ time. I love, love, love that event. We'll have our first semi-final debate. Tanvita Kaushik and Emmanuel Bosari. Remember, these kids are competing to win one million naira. Yet another reason why I say that one million negotiations cannot be wrong. <laughs> On the big hard fact, let's talk about the Gerard Road collapse. I'll be speaking with some builders about what goes into compliance and approvals and how the system can be changed. As usual for uh, any day on this station, there's news updates at the top of every hour. But let's get right into today's big weekend. I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing these stories with you and hearing your thoughts on these stories. So let's do it. Police destroy impounded Okada. Should NSAS panel members receive protection? And how do we solve market sanitation? It's a conversation we started last week. Let's talk about it a bit more today. It was a big weekend, Lagos. Let's talk about it. Uh, the Lagos State Police Command destroyed 482 motorcycles last week. The police uh, say that all the Okadas were impounded after traffic violations. Here's what the police PRO, uh, CSP Adekunle Adishabutu, had to say. Quote, the exercise has been on since the enforcement started. But the exercise carried out publicly today was to convince members, members of the public, especially the doubting Thomases, that the impounded motorcycles were actually being crushed. Contrary to insinuations by mischief makers that the motorbikes were being sold and recycled. And when I saw that story, my question was, should a traffic violation lead to permanent impounding of the offender's vehicle? I say vehicle because we've seen Lasma do the same thing with cars. And now the police are doing it with Okada. Is the permanent loss of the vehicle an acceptable penalty for a traffic violation. Some people say yes. Some people believe that there are too many lawless motorists who refuse to comply with the rules, who need a very strong deterrent. But others say it's unacceptable. I think this should be a debate topic for these kids. Maybe one of the topics for the final. I'll think about it. But yeah, some other people say it's unacceptable for the penalty to be as costly as the vehicle itself. Then there's a lot of um, uh, people who also talk about ownership. That's, there's also the issue of ownership. Should the owner of the vehicle suffer permanent loss because of a violation by the driver or operator? Which side do you agree with? And then there's the issue of crushing the Okadas. Some have said that it doesn't make any sense. It's a testament to wastefulness. The police have crushed 480 bikes so far. I'll let you do the math for how much value has been destroyed there. And they say it's an ongoing exercise. So that means conceivably more bikes will be impounded and destroyed. Is this a reasonable approach, do you think? 
the police says that they're doing it so that nobody accuses them of stealing or diverting the bikes. And I, I, I wonder if you think that this is a good enough reason. What alternatives do you think could have been applied? Should the police crush impounded Okadas? Should a traffic violation lead to permanent impounding of the offender's vehicle? Women, call us on 01465-7190. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993-993. Men, uh, that's for men, sorry. For women, 01465-7190. And we've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. Seven five eight zero five, and of course we're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info ninety nine point three. Hello, thank you for calling us. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yes, I am supporting the idea of police crushing confiscated motorcycles. Okay, why? Because there is a legislation against the use of. Um, bikes on commercial basis in Lagos State. Okay. If we don't proceed to the dictates of the spelling of the of the edict, we are doing ourselves. Okay. So to the extent that uh, Lagos State supposedly have had to sit down and draft and issue this order, we should obey it. Okay. There should be continuous confiscation, continuous co- uh, crushing until people desist from the use of bikes as commercial means of transportation in Lagos State. My oh. name is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? My name is Henry. I'm calling from Ikeja. Henry, what do you think? My name is Henry. I'm calling from Ikeja. I know, Henry. What do you think? Okay, um, as regards the impounding of... Uh, impounding motorbikes. and crushing. And crushing. Mm. Uh, personally, what I even feel as regards this is, uh, it might not really be a good idea. The government could even come up with an idea of, okay, because if we look at this bike, if the, the, right, the, the passengers that do take this bike have been arrested, I tell you a lot of persons will stop taking bike. It is all these bike guys are operating because they have people that patronize them, especially those on the highway. So if we could even look at the fact that, okay, government putting uh, people on strategic places, once a bike uh, picks the passenger and as the passenger is coming down, you arrest the passenger. They do it for like one week. You see that a lot of persons will stop patronizing them and all this, uh, in fact, it's so bad. This when I was going coming and uh, going to work, I saw by about three people lying down a crab uh, issue. It was so disheartening in, in, in Lagos, especially. But that's my take on it. All right, thank you very much for calling, uh, Henry. We've got Moses on the line. Hi, Moses. Hi, Sandra. Good, Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. What do you think, Moses? <clears throat> it is lawlessness. That's number one. Okay. I didn't agree on them crossing the bike. Okay. That is absolutely lawlessness. Okay. They had a lot to do. Initially, the Lagos State Governor has 
we found the use of Takada in some areas. They didn't try to enforce the law. That is, they didn't just try and not squash it. They should have a method of doing, of, of going around that and consigning empowering vehicle for crying out loud. The, the, truth, the truth is that when you're driving, especially when you're on the, uh, on the, on the way, mm. these com- uh, commuters, these downfall drivers are the people doing these things. And the reason why they're doing this thing because the ad bills collect money from them to give to the, they, they, they will tell you money for security. They settle policemen. They settle all the rule, uh, 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 rule safety and announcement. All these people will settle through that money. So whenever they break these rules, they don't, they don't hold them. You watch all these commuters driving around. They, they intentionally break uh, this traffic line and they are not being held. But once a private individual crosses just a little, you will see them rushing. So they should enforce the law. They then try and guide the commuters first. If those people can obey the traffic rules and regulation, forget it. Everything will be in place. Thank you, Sandra. All right. Thank you very much. If you just tuned into the show, you're wondering, well, what are we talking about? Some of the biggest stories that broke over the weekend. And the Lagos State Police Command destroying 482 motorcycles last week is one of them. The police says that all the Okadas were impounded after traffic violations. And my question is, should a traffic violation lead to permanent impounding of the offender's vehicle? And I said, when I, when I talked about this initially, I said vehicle because last month too, they do the same thing, right? Now police is doing it with Okada. Is permanent loss, the permanent loss of the vehicle, an accepted penalty? Is this an acceptable penalty? Because you also have to think about ownership. Should the owner of the vehicle suffer permanent loss because of a violation by the driver or the operator? Is it not wasteful to crush these Okadas? They've crushed 482 so far. They say they are going to keep doing this, so they'll crush more. Is this a reasonable approach? The police say they're doing it so that nobody will accuse them of diverting the bikes or stealing the bikes. Is that a good enough reason in your book? Are there alternatives that you think they could pursue? Are there alternatives you think they could apply? What do you think of the suggestion of the previous caller who says, well, if you start to arrest those who are boarding the Okada, Okada will be out of business. No demand, no supply. What do you think of that as an alternative to crushing the Okada? We're streaming live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We've got WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. And, of course, there's the phone lines. Women, 01465-7190. Men, 0700-993-993-993. On Facebook... Um, we have this message from Bella Mafibika who says, I really don't support destroying of motorbikes. Please, spare parts is costly. All right, let's uh, take a few more calls. We've got... Uh Okay, the call screener can't decide what the name of my caller is. Let's just take the call, okay? Just let the call. Just, just, just let me take the call. Thank you. What's your name, ma'am? 
Moshun, welcome. Thanks for calling. You're talking to Sandra now. Go ahead. Yeah. So I don't think mm, that mm. beheading somebody is the solution to having a headache. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Can you turn that radio off? Thank you. Go ahead. So, um, it is not possible to stop the use of Okada completely in legal states. So, he said, we have to look at places where people can never get to their homes, to their accommodations on a daily basis Mm. because they can never, for the whole of their life, they Mm. can never afford a vehicle Mm. and there are no enough vehicles. Mm. Some areas where people, where majority of Nigerians live today, Mm. They are not even motorable. Mm. They get down and they have to use their feet to pass with mm. children and 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 the whole family. Mm. Not because that is their choice, mm. but because that's the only way they can survive. Mm. We just need to put those kind of people into consideration. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's okay to take them off the highways, but... I mean, in remote places, they still have to exist. Mm. Now, talking about not wanting people to think they are diverting. Mm-hmm. What makes you and I so sure that it is actually the impounded bikes that are being crushed and not some scraps that have been picked up from somewhere being crushed? Because I tell you, we know people who own Okadas. Mm-hmm. We know those who will confidently tell you nothing is going to happen and nothing ever happens to them. Mm-hmm. And like the other caller said, those people who have nobody you know, mm. to support them, to rise to their situation, mm. will be the ones to, to bear the consequences of, you know, a lot of these actions. There are even policemen, military men, who own bikes. And because of that, their riders misbehave just anyhow. Mm. And they are never caught. Or when they are caught, they are released behind. So the question is, what makes enforcing somebody who breaks a traffic offense difficult to charge. Charge them to court. There are mobile courts. I mean, very easy things. The way they take people on the road who cross where they are not supposed to. In those days where people used to cross in Ojota, they pick them up the road, take them to mobile courts. They are justice immediately and, and it's done. If they stay three times a week through their nose and give their bikes back to them, no, no problem. Just take them, put them in a mobile court, let them pay their fines. They won't do it again. So why is it that we are not able to enforce the law but want to impound vehicles and crush it? So I buy four cadres, I give it to people to use in remote places, they take it out and then I have to pay the consequences and then four, four families being fed from that bike, you don't know, lose their source of livelihood. I, I really don't think it's... it's it's, it's a good way of handling the matter. Thank you. Thank you, Moshun, for calling. I really enjoyed that. I hope Moshun calls us again uh, and again and again and again. I love, love, love what she had to say. We've got uh, Akinola Fagbaimu uh, who says that uh, this is the best option. If the ban on Okada on certain routes could not work, then impounding and crushing is the solution. If we cannot obey simple traffic laws, then hash decisions like this should be used. Sandra, no alternative than taking the bull by the horn we are all stubborn in this country ah okay you know what you have just made the argument for me this will be one of the topics that these kids will debate um next week mm, thank you well not next week this week because the final is on thursday today is semi-final one tomorrow is semi-final two thursday is third place match and the final so one of the topics will be this okada thing all right sandra 
the issue surrounding uh, uh, oh, no hold on that's a second one again dear Sandra I do know that there are stubborn traffic violators especially in Lagos state but the idea of crushing a permanent seizure is inhuman I keep saying it that fines are largely commercialized in this state making it more punitive than corrective the government should make uh, should please make all fines wear a human face after all an attribute of a good fine or tax system is where there is ability and willingness to pay. Tony Anili with that message. Tony, thank you so much for that message. We've got uh, someone who says crushing of bikes will never solve the problem. I have a question. Now as they've crushed the bike, what is there again? Where's the scrap of the bikes? Okay. Uh, thank you for your question. Shedrak from Ajegunle says, President Sandra, the number of Akada in Vietnam and India are far more than the numbers in Nigeria, but still you hardly hear of incidents like this. The bottom line is just that the lawlessness in Nigeria between the riders and the authorities are the problem. Why not take them to court if you think they broke the law? Alright. Hello Sandra, how are you doing today? My name is Steven. I seriously don't support the police destroying motorbikes in Lagos because I seriously don't know how they want these guys to survive because most of them have families to take care of. See, instead of destroying those motorbikes, the government should rather find a way to help these people because these bike people pay levies every day when they're working on the highway. So Lagos State Government should be responsible. Uh, same like uh, bike people that they collected money from all right Stephen. thanks for your message more messages here um here in do we don't have good roads and no job so what do they want us to do austin in Ikorodu with that message austin thanks for your message sandra i would advise that these bikes be banned in lagos these bikes have caused a lot of problems for both pedestrians and motorists if they follow one way and they get hit, they'll gather the motorists and beat the person. If possible, kill the motorists. Let them ban and keep only the registered ones like Ope who can be traced. Finally, the reason for this lawlessness is because they bribe the forces through their associations and these are the reasons for their outlawed driving. Sean with that message. Always a pleasure to hear from Sean. All right, Lagos, let's take a break. When we come back, you can still keep talking about um, the police crushing uh, 482 motorcycles last week or you can join me in the second story where we'll talk about a member of the NSAS panel who says he's been getting death threats i'm sandra ezekwesili sandra ezekwesili on social media let's take a break we'll be right back welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station It's 3.30. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and a member of the NSAS panel says he's been getting death threats. Ebuolu Adegboruwa is a senior advocate of Nigeria. He served on the panel that just submitted its report on police brutality and the Leki massacre to the state government. And now he's claiming that ever since they submitted the report, he's been a moving target. He said, quote, since the submission of the report of the Lagos Censors panel, there have been lots of threats and attacks by those suspected to be agents of the government upon me, especially in the media. I've not committed any crime beyond joining other eminent Nigerians with unblemished integrity to accept the nomination of government on behalf of my constituency, the Nigerian Bar Association and the civil society and indeed the masses of our people for a national assignment. Two prominent lawyers 
of the government have openly incited opinions against me on national television with mindless accusations. I have, however, refused to be intimidated or bend to the tactics of the government to be silenced. I urged good people of Nigeria, my professional colleagues in the Nigerian Bar Association, my comrades in the civil rights movement and the people of Nigeria to hold government responsible should anything happen to me. End quote. So Adeborua is claiming that there have been threats against his person and he's blaming the government for it. Now, this is, this is uh, his allegation. We're waiting to hear a response from the government, if any will come. But leaving aside who is or is not behind these alleged threats, what do you think about the fact that someone called upon to serve on a judicial panel of inquiry is so afraid of for their lives that they've come to the public to say I am not safe barely a week after submitting the report and speaking of the report the presidency says that the federal government cannot look into the Leki massacre as it is a state incident we heard this from Adesino, Femi Adesino, uh, media aide to the president. And he said, quote, there are some things that would be federal in nature. The federal will tackle that. There are things that are state in nature. The state governments will look into that. There's an attorney general of the federation who would advise and the needful will be done. It will be contrary to the variant of the law if the federal government is looking into the Leckie and SARS incident. It is the duty of the Lagos State government and it is doing that. And eventually the part of the report that affects the federal will be handled. End quote. So Adeshina appears to be saying that because the Leckie massacre happened in Lagos State, then only the Lagos State government, not the federal government, can look into it. Now, I should point out that the allegation is that Nigerian citizens were shot dead at the toll gate. Homicide is a criminal matter. Criminal matters are investigated by the police and the police is under the control of the federal government. In fact, the Constitution gives all police power to the federal government, not the state's. Also, the allegation is that it was soldiers of the Nigerian army and officers of the Nigerian police force who shot at those citizens. Both agencies are federal agencies. Both agencies have internal disciplinary powers, which let them investigate allegations against their members. After investigation, both agencies are empowered to try their members. The army has court-martial. The police has orderly room trial. So if both of these federal Federal agencies have the power to investigate and try their members. Is Femi Adeshi not correct to say the federal government has no power to look into the Leki massacre? Adeshina was also asked whether the federal government can and will take any actions based on the, uh, the Lagos uh, panel report. And he said that if the state government submits the panel report to the federal government, then the federal government may take action on the areas that are federal in nature. But again, Adeshina is putting the ball in the court of the state government, which leads back to the question, is it correct to claim that the federal government cannot probe, investigate, or act on its own initiative in this matter. 
01465-7190. That's for women. Call us on that number. 01465-7190. Women call us on that number. Men call us on 0700-993-993-993. Do you agree or disagree with Femi Adeshino? Do you agree or disagree with Femi Adeshino? WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. hello. Good afternoon, President Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? My name is Prince Wires. Calling from Amor Office. Welcome, sir. Go ahead. Number Okay, number one. Hmm. Turn your radio off, sir. Yeah, I've done that. Go ahead. You see, if the Lagos State set up the... Uh, panel, mm. not federal government. But anybody culpable, immediately the federal agency, yes, or state agency, even if it's police or the army, they have to send it report to the authority concerned for them to, to do their own bid by punishing them accordingly. Mm. Even if it's a legal officer, anybody that's involved, this will be punished after the white paper. But now, nobody can say particularly what really are uh, the, 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 the results will be. Hmm. I think Professor okay. for me, as a member of the panel, I don't want him to be raising any, for any alarm right now. The chairman is passing the one is here, other members are there, why is he only being threatened? Hmm. And who has put the, 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 the panel to the public? That's the white paper is in, in, in place. That is a question for all these people now. That for that final for the Okada, Sandra. Hmm. Uh, are you with me? I'm with you. Go ahead. Causing <laughs> the Okada is not the issue at all. The best thing to do is to set up mobile call to try those who are informed. As, as I'm talking to you now, Okada is FBA. Even though they were dragging over with the priority, what I'm talking about. The best thing to do, if they want, we don't want the express me, we don't say we should buy their outright. But prevent them from operating on express way. The police they have a lot of work to do. You come every week to raid. After you raid, maybe one hour or one and a half hour, after you let, they still occupy the express way. What can you do? your men on the express way that nobody should come the express way. That's what we want to do, not to crush in the Okada. Let me stop here. I'm a gossip Nigeria. All right, Prince YS. It's interesting that Prince YS says that. Um you know, uh, only Adeboruwa is being threatened. But I've seen uh, two other reports of people who either testified, or actually who mostly testified at the panel, who uh, claim that they've been beaten up by thugs and that the thugs allegedly mentioned that they were getting beat up because they testified at the NSAS panel. I'm looking at a post from Sarah, Sarah Ibrahim, she was one of the loudest voices uh, during the NSAS panel uh, testimony um, uh, sessions. Uh, she was that voice that kept shouting, sit down, sit down from that video. You remember that voice when the army uh, got to the toll gate uh, last year on October 2020. And she put out a post online and she said, quote, I went to see Kamsi after they attempted to kill her. She has broken bones. She was stitched four times. On her, on her left wrist. Her nerve on her index got affected. She has blood clotting around her eyes. We came out of the hospital and this is what we found in the car. Now, I will try to describe what she posted as what they found in the car. 
it's a picture it has um the shadow of um two women and one man it's got question marks on the shadows and a red x on them and what's written there is your next game on for you only and then there's a picture uh, of somebody else. They've torn out the face of the person and they have an X in front of her face. And uh, it's a picture that was taken at the Lagos State panel on NSARS. Four, four pictures there with question marks on three, an X on four of them, and the picture of one person at the NSARS panel. That's what's going viral at the moment online. Now, of course, I don't know if it's related one way or the other, but these people testified at the panel. And there's video of one of them claiming that she was beat up by thugs and that they said to her when they were beating her up with intent, according to her, to kill her, that they were doing it because she testified at the panel, allegedly. That's her story. There's video of it. I don't know what to tell you. But let's go to Oyibo, shall we? Last week, um, I told you that uh, the protest by traders uh, over the closure of Oyibo market um, was resolved. It happened on Thursday, yes? So it happened on Thursday. There was a protest there uh, days before Thursday, but he eventually resolved it. So we're, we're happy about that. Um, but of course, uh, the market reopened that same day, that same Thursday, because of the protests. Imana Longwoka of the Nigeria Info News team made it down to the market and um, he spoke with a few of the traders. He did. Spoke with a number of the traders, actually. And here's what he found when he got there. It was quite interesting. Now, I wish we had, I wish we had, uh, what's, it, what's the word I'm looking for now? I wish we had video of this. We don't, but the audio is pretty good as well. Cause uh, two weeks now, Tinobu's daughter just came to the market. The market is dirty. There is no any information, there is no anything. Just everybody to go outside and lock the market. Since then, we are, you have been pleading. Okay, mama, as you come now, you know this place, they, they are selling foods. No, no, no matter how, it must be dirty. So we try to, we are trying our best. So just came, so everybody you go outside and lock the market. If you go and meet like three, three times, madam, please, we go, we go and do the environmental. So now give us key. We're going to clean everywhere. We clean everywhere. My wife, my wife, come and check it. We are clean everything. What next now? Are you going to sell our market? I said no. We need to collect for the fine, 5 million era. How can we get the 5 million era? Say so we don't get the 5 million era, we won't open the market for us. We wait for more week. The second, are we going to eight days? Our market is spoiling inside. We said no, we must to collect the fine for opening it. Where can we get 5 million era? You know, because, okay, we don't come to open, if she don't come, come and open the market, we will protect. That's why you came outside. So people now come with the money, call to people, so look for your people, you have to bring your food waste point. Bring it, we block the main road. So spoil, put all the food, the food store that spoil, put in the main road there. So it's like we are, like we just the social media posting. We are, we are from there, governor seats. Just some people come this morning and say, you should not block the, you should not do, do the protest again today. Don't block the road. Okay, but you go and sell this market. It's government that opened the market. Uh, uh, we are just waiting. They say we are here that he's coming. So we are waiting for him now. 
she, we are ahead that she's coming, that how can we break the, the gate? So we are waiting for him to come. If she comes, it can happen because we are in angry now. So many people here, they collect loan to sell their market. And they pay in food stores market, not say they're selling electronics here. Many food are spoiled. You know, say, I'm not for local, local government now. It's why is the president. Now, so she did to all the allergies in local government in this legal state. So that they are put easy as we will get any issue, we get any issue with local government. We go and meet him to go and push forward. You will you use our say anything you get anytime we get problem, come and meet to go and push forward. Now you go come on, give us problem. The way they handle us since all these days is not good. Our goose, like me, likewise me, I buy markets. Almost sisters in plus. All the whole goods spoil inside here. So the way they handle us inside markets is not good. The lady we saw that day with uh, Mopo, all of them enter inside, then pursue us outside, then say that we go outside, say everywhere too dirty. You understand? So all the whole goods, some of goods spoil, both uh, a goosey, pepper, crayfish. Many, many things spoil, so we don't need that kind of thing to happen again. How you feel say they all open the market now? We are, we they happy, because now where we they eat? Since all these days, now outside we they stay, inside sun, we know they do anything. Even though you buy markets, if sun come out, we not go sell the market again, everything go rot. So we they happy as they open the gate for us. Since almost two weeks now, we are under hardship. The Aloja locked our market, our goods got spoiled. Yeah, the way they are treating us inside this plaza, I don't understand it. I don't even know whether it's only plaza here in Lagos. Other markets are not being treated like that, except to this Ibo uh, market. So we're not begging government to ask what is our fault. Every three months, at least two times in a year, she will lock this place and collect the money from us, which is not supposed to. I don't know what was our offense. So government should help us intervene. We are suffering too much here. Really, government and local government this place over. So is local government supposed to react? If the people that are managing the plaza are not managing it well, let local government come in and tell them that their job, they are not doing it well. Or, you understand, if they cannot handle it well, let them change them and put other people that make it to be in order. Really, there was a time this place was it, but they tax us to clean it and we do it. So we hope that she will open the market up to leave not because of I think maybe the others from local government. By now, this place will still be locked. It's a piece of power. She's using her veto power and intimidating us here, which is not supposed to be so. For two weeks now, our market has been shut down. And it's not it's a shameful thing to us who are traders here. And uh, we why I say it's a shameful thing that say the market is dirty. That's why they they shut down the market. As if we the traders are just lotants, you know, to make our market dirty. And you know where they are selling perishable goods like food items. There's every tendency that on daily basis they perish perishable goods, vegetables and all that, which we do cleaning on daily basis. And we have sanitation committee being uh, managed by the marketers here. With the marketers, we have local. I mean, we have our local cleaning arrangement. The local government also have the the, the management of the facility. And um, just unfortunate on what we saw ourselves because um, we believe that um, the also government agencies. The Loma is there. 
and uh, the um, uh, uh, environmental uh, sanitation people, they are there, you know. And we all, we are, we all, we have synergy. We work together. So the people who are making underground political way of uh, taking over market, please, we plead that uh, the government should tell them to stop, stay off action, and the market is one, and we have one in your lodger. All right, that was last week. Uh, thanks to Emmanuel Omoka for that report. During the report, one of the traders says, uh, we are selling food no matter how it must be dirty. And I listened to that and I was like, is, is that the problem? Is, is that attitude the problem? Because it's, it's not true. <laughs> We're selling food no matter how it must be dirty. It's not true. Places where food is sold do not have to be dirty. In fact, in some other countries, they make sure that places where they sell food are cleaner than other places. So when I, I hear that trader say we're selling food, no matter how, it must be dirty. That tells me that we have a big problem. We have a big problem with orientation and sanit and, and and sensitization another trader said yes truly the market was dirty before but she told us to clean it and we have cleaned it so my question is why did he get to the point of market closure before the market was cleaned up. You heard the traders say that they have a sanitation committee, then there's LOMA, then there's a local government environmental sanitation team. And the trader said all these teams work together to clean the market. So again, I have to ask Lagos, maybe there's something I'm missing. So help me, please. If you have all these groups working together, why have they been unable to keep the market clean? One of the traders suggested that this move was actually political. He claimed it's an attempt to replace the leadership of the market. I wonder what you say to that. What do you have to say to that? Talk to me, Lagos. Why are our markets so dirty? Why do so many of our people believe that there's no way to avoid food markets being dirty? Why are all the sanitation stakeholders unable to keep the markets clean? What needs to change about their process? Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Yeah, how are you, Alex? How's Alex, you welcome. I'm very well. Yes, you see, um, Sandra, God bless you for that uh, open mic session that you gave to these um, traders. Because this morning, you might be aware that when we were on a show, I mean, a pro a something on this uh, market closure thing. Mm -hmm. And somebody actually suggested that they should bring those who are at the floor of the market to come and talk. And that's exactly what you just did. In fact, after I had made my submission, a caller uh, phoned in and said, it is a cultural title in Yoruba land to have Yaloja. Hmm. My position is, are we going to choose democracy or are we going to go back to traditional uh, government? Whenever we try to mix and match both of them, we always run into problems. In democracy, there is no room. You, you, know, you see this thing we call Yaloja here, eh? Sandra? Mm -hmm. It's state capture. 
<laughs> it's state capital. You know why? They have snatched the power of the local government to do the very job for which they say. You see, I listened to her speech because the woman gave a speech. I mean, this Polasa Deoju woman, mm. she gave a speech. And everything she, she, she said sounded rather laudable and, you know, the kind of thing we should be looking. But it's not your job. Mm. It's not you. And now you're asking the general public to be paying you for snatching the job that the local government should be doing. That is state capture, Sandra. Mm. State capture. There's no room for people like that in a democracy. Hmm. We should establish that. And the people who you, look, if you listen to all these people that you, that gave their points just mm-hmm. in this your clip, mm-hmm. you'll find out that many of them don't even have the guts to stand up to to demand that kind of thing. She doesn't have the right. She's occupying an office that does not exist. Let me leave it at that, Sandra. All right. Thank you, Alex. Ninety-nine point three. Hello. And Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Mr. Frank from Ojoalaba, the vice president of ASFA. <laughs> Welcome. Go ahead. And Sandra, I want to break this Okada issue down for you just with a little time. Okay. And Sandra, I will talk about the riders and the government issue. Okay. From the riders, now, Sandra, this Okada they are talking about now used to come in a box. There are people that their own work in this Lagos is to couple this Okada to come to normal Okada. That's what they do in this Lagos. Okay. Millions of people are driving it. That's what they do to feed their family and to earn their living. Thousands are selling it. Thousands are selling the machine pass. Thousands are doing the mechanic mechanic and the, the wiring. Mm. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. Now, the second part now. Government, we are not producing Okada in this Lagos. They are importing it. Why not stop it from the wolf? They are collecting their duties. Ask anybody importing on here how much they pay on duty for one container. Then after that, each Okada pays 600 naira in the morning. Each mm. Okada pays 600 naira in the morning mm. for their ticket. Mm. For one. Mm. They have rider's card, mm. sticker, mm. and um, ID card. 3,500 every year. Mm. Are you getting me now? Mm-hmm. Is it not for the government? Then why are they why are they even making this worse to people? If all these people stop driving Okada, people stop selling it, what are they going to be doing? Is there any job they have provided down for these people to you to be feeding? One Okada now is three hundred and thirty thousand there. Without the plate number, without the uh, alignment because we must do the plate number and the alignment before this Okada will start riding. Let them stop frustrating people in this Lagos. Let them stop frustrating. If they don't want Okada, let them start from the center and bound it from China, bound it from coming from from Wolf. It's not when the Okada come, they'll collect their duty, collect their Nakawa, collect their uh, 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 driver's license, uh, the riders and the sticker and everything and put it inside their pocket. And they'll be disturbing the people that are driving it. I don't know how to say it. Though. Some people are supporting them. But they are entering the same Okada. All right, Frank. Thank you for calling. I wish you had more time to take more of your thoughts, but we don't. But thank you very much for sharing it on, on the station. Now, uh, we have to take a break. But when we come back from this break, it will be time for a debate. We have Tamvita Kaushik facing off Emmanuel Busari from 4 p.m. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili on social media. Lagos, don't go away.